0: Thank you for connecting to this podcast from Faith Renewed Outreach Center. We hope that it's an encouragement to you today. For more information, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. We do something every time we come together in this church, and that's go to God's Word. So if you have a Bible, go to John 13. John 13 y'all does this does that uh service change back to nine eleven throw you off that bad man was it Is it that rough? I know some of y'all are sound like y'all about to fall over this morning. Yeah. y'all partyed that hard this weekend. all these festivity graduate festivities wore y'all down? Is it that bad, man? Is it that bad So it was worth it. It was worth it. um I want to um I want to read a, a rather lengthy passage right here in the beginning of my message this morning, and uh probably a little longer than, no- than some. But I hope you'll just will follow along and hear this and get this in you this morning. But um, John 13 is where we'll be. We're going to start at verse 1. And uh, this is a very important passage of Scripture. And I believe the Lord showed me some things in this passage that uh, we really need to, to get this morning. And so I hope you'll be open to all that Holy Spirit wants to speak to your heart. So uh, John 13, we're going to start at verse 1. And uh, we're going to read for a little bit. How about that? Well, it's kind of like Wednesday night mode. We're just going to read. Uh, but now do this. It says, verse 1, it says, Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come, that he should depart from this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. do not you thankful he loves you to the end? Anybody thankful he loves you to the end? One of you was. Okay, okay, that's Okay. Just me and you. I'm okay. Two or more. Uh, and supper being ended, the devil having always put in uh, already put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into His hands and that He had come that He had come from God and was going to God, rose from supper, laid aside His garments, took a towel, and girded Himself. you know, doing his thing, man, being Peter. He said, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, if I do not wash you, you have no part with me. I love Simon. Simon said to him, Lord, not my feet only. Change real quick. You know, he went from not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. He's like, man, everything. Go ahead. Jesus said to him, he who is bathed needs only to wash his feet, but is completely clean, and you are clean, but not all of you, for he knew who would betray him. Therefore he said, you are not all clean. So when he had washed their feet, taken his garment, and sat down again, he said to them, do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you say, well, for I am. If then uh, your Lord and teacher have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. And most surely I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is he who is sent greater than he who sent him. If If you know these things blessed are you, if you, somebody say this with me, do them. All right, let's pray. God, thank you today for uh, this group who's gathered today. Lord, those who are listening via live stream. Lord, those who will hear this message uh, maybe days, months, years from now, God, let our, each heart be open today and to receive all that you have for us today. And I just thank you, Lord, for just supernatural strength that's being poured into your people right now, God. And we just give you thanks today for your Holy Spirit. And uh, let your word come alive in our hearts today, God. And uh, we just ask all these things, believe them to be done in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 High-five your neighbor and say, wake up. Wake up. Let's do this. I want to share a message with you this morning, and uh, we're in this series. If you see the screen, if you've been around for a little while, if you haven't, uh, we're glad you're here either way. Regardless, um, all the messages are online. I'm not going to spend a lot of time recapping what we've been discussing, but you can find them there. But we are doing a series called The Real Jesus as we've been looking at who Jesus is and who he is to us, and we answer the greatest question that must be answered is, who do you say Jesus is? Who is he to you? And So we're looking at that. Last couple of weeks, we talked about Jesus being the Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. Spent some time talking about the Holy Spirit and his anointing, how that works in our lives. And so just a beautiful thing to see God work in that. And so uh, just keep walking in the Spirit. Again, it's not something one-time uh, encounter, but being filled with the Spirit is continually something that happens in our lives. So continue to walk that out. But today I want to talk to you in the series, The Real Jesus. The real Jesus is a servant. I'm pausing for a dramatic appeal here. So uh, um, because uh, this is one of those messages sometimes people get, I'm excited when it, you know, we talked about last week the anointing and walking in power and doing all those things that the Holy Spirit does in our life. And so I think He equips us and gives us power and anoints us, gives us all those things that we need for this message today. And uh, this is equally important. I'm gonna probably say, Bob, maybe more so, as we look at today what this is, because this is who Jesus is. Jesus was a servant. And so I want to let you know, I don't I don't preach messages like this in any way to try to make anybody feel. Any form of guilt, uh, if you're not somewhere serving in a ministry or you're not doing something yet, none of those things are ever uh, intended to do that because, again... Our heart is for you to take what you learn here and what God puts and purposes in your heart here. Use it here, but not just here. Again, I want Walmart to be uh, seeing revival. I want your workplace and your house and all those places you encounter, your community to have revival. So again, don't let this be any one of those things in any way tries to make you feel guilty of something. But this is intended in every way to get your heart to be open to become more like Jesus. Become more like who he is because Jesus is a servant. That's who he is. We're going to see in scripture what this looks like. So Jesus is a servant. So we're going to look today at three things. I try to keep it easy, but also this kind of just played out that way in scripture. Uh, As I look today, we're going to look at this story and see some things that Jesus did. And I believe it's in great relationship to who he is, but also this is a picture of the gospel. This is a a picture of the good news, the message of Jesus, and what he did for us. And so the very first thing that we see that Jesus did, number one is this, Jesus laid aside his garment. All right? And so I I hope you can hear today in my heart uh, and we can see uh, the importance of what Jesus does. Of course, again, I don't believe you're ever more like Jesus unless you're serving. Come on, somebody. somebody. Somebody agrees. If you are a serving person, you should really be backing me up right now, not being quiet because well, he ain't talking to me. No, you should be backing me up because this is important because you need to see. And, if, and especially as I speak a message like this, if you are serving in an area and you've seen how this message works and how the area of service has changed your life, You should be backing me up. You should be getting behind me right now because you see how this works. So, again, we watch what happens here, and the first thing that you must do when it comes to a place of understanding service is this. You must lay aside your garment as well. You must lay aside your garment as well. Jesus laid aside his garment. And I said, this is a picture of the gospel. When I say that, this is what I mean. Jesus did this. Jesus was in heaven before he came to earth. All right. Before the foundation of the earth, he was always—he's been the beginning. Jesus, the Word, the Word became flesh. Way back, Jesus has always been here. He wasn't created later because you know we were in a bind and needed somebody to get us out. So hey, let's make a son. No, no, he's always been. And so, but Jesus did this. He set aside his garment. He was seated in the position of authority. He was at the right hand. And if you understand culture, in that day and even what's going on in heaven, there's there's something about positional places. And so he also says that when you come to Christ, you're seated with him in heavenly places. That's good. But he was seated in authority. He was in heaven. He was in a place to where he had angels just uh, continually worshiping him. He steps aside and no longer hears things like holy, holy, holy. And he begins to hear things when he comes to this earth. Crucify, crucify, crucify. I mean, it is amazing, but he does this. He's willing to do this. He lays aside his garment. What he does is this. This is a picture of humility. This is a picture of humbleness and what this looked like. Uh, this is what it should look like for us. Uh, we're going to be uh, honoring our graduates in um, our second service, of high school graduates, and and it's going to be a, a beautiful time for them, and we should honor those who deserve honor. I believe uh, graduating high school is, a, I mean, a huge accomplishment. For some, it's a bigger accomplishment than others, uh, you know, because of maybe what is involved in that process for them. It was harder. Some, it's just so simple for them, but it's just, Breeze right along some have to work uh, very hard to get to that place but, but you know something we honor them but every day is not a day of honor for us now, I, I, not, if you've been around faith in you for a while uh, you, you know that I'm not one of those who always just tell you things to just kind of make you feel good I always try to I believe show you scripturally what we should be knowing and living by and uh, every day is not your birthday Every day is not your birthday, Uh, but what has kind of happened, and I've kind of watched something take place uh, since in my short years of existence, because I'm a very young man, uh, in my years of existence, but I've watched in just a short amount of time I've been on this earth, I've watched something kind of develop in our society today, and it's, it's it's a mindset of entitlement. I mean, I, I've never seen in 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 a time like we're living in now the the mindset that is just so much of today is an entitlement mindset, and it is always today somehow in our minds we get this, and it is it is a it's I'm trying to be kind how I say this, but, but this is secular humanism is what it is. Um, and if uh, you don't understand that, Google it after church. But um, it, it is, it's, it's, it's a time where if things become about us. And uh, we're entitled, and, and we deserve, and, and we should have, and we this, and we that, or I, even more so. But it gets worse when you start saying I. It becomes about us. But Jesus does something. Jesus lays aside his garment, and he sets aside himself and humbles himself to come to this earth. He lays aside his garment. He steps out of heaven and steps into earth. And he does this for for many reasons, but I believe one is the greatest of this is that he became a servant for us. Look at Philippians chapter two verse five. it says this: It says, "Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation." Taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Wow. We see here in Scripture today, we see that Jesus done this. Jesus laid aside his garment. In the scripture, in the story of John 13, he's sitting there in a place, and and I, I believe, again, it's a picture of the gospel. I believe he's seated in positional places. He's sitting there and has people around him looking at him, listening to him, every word that he's speaking, and he does this. He stands up, and he takes off the garment and lays aside himself. He humbles himself. This is a picture of humility. This is a picture of what God is calling every person in this room to do, to humble ourselves. But when we have the mindset, of somebody owes me, instead of I owe him everything, we'll never be the servant God's called us to be. We must humble ourselves. He humbles himself, and again, he becomes obedient. And so this is something so huge, and I, I think what we must do, and this is for every person, and I, 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 I think sometimes we, we do this, we, we kind of somehow get focused on even if we're specifically, again, we know this, we're gifted in certain areas, and we have things that God specifically called us to do. But I think sometimes, listen, our willingness to serve has nothing to do with our gift, I'm going to mess with you today. I'm going to mess with you. I think sometimes this has nothing to do with our gift, but with everything to do with our willingness to be humble. Because I've watched this. I've been in ministry a long time now, almost two decades. And in two decades, I've watched people sometimes understand who even get a mindset, who say, well, I have this special gift. And if I have a special gift, yeah, thank you. That's, that is a wonderful thing. That's a God-given gift to you. But if you have a gift the gift's always used to bring glory to Him, but some of the things that God may be calling you to has nothing to do with your gift. It may have nothing to do with your gift. I, uh, I, and again, um, I know the anointing message is a whole lot fun, more fun. But I think, again, probably more important, God anoints you and God places His hand on your life to serve one another. And to serve him. and So we see this in, in, in scripture. And we see this again. I believe a picture of the gospel. And the first thing he does is this. Jesus lays aside his garment. He does this second thing we see. We watch him do this. He lays aside the garment. And then he picks up a towel, and then he takes that towel, and then he girds himself. He wears that thing like an apron. He, he puts that thing around him. And, in, and when God was showing me the significance of, of this, when it comes to the gospel message, you may have already seen this and may be getting where I'm going, but I believe, again, this is a picture of him putting on skin for us. I believe this is a picture of him becoming flesh for us and coming down out of heaven and becoming a man for us. I believe this is it. But in the natural, what we see here is this. He takes a towel and he wraps it around himself. Now, this is, uh, this is huge. And because and first of all, he could do anything that he wanted to do. Remember, he's God. Remember, he's Jesus. He steps out of heaven, comes. He puts on skin. He could have come around and in just in every way used that gift, used his calling, used who he was, used his freedom to be God in so many different ways. But you know how he uses it? He uses it to serve. And you know how we should use the gift that God's given us of freedom and and, and liberty? He says to do this. In Galatians 5, verse 13, he says this. We see in Scripture, Paul says that, For you, brethren, have been called to liberty... Only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. He says to serve one another. He's telling us that we have to take this liberty, this gift, what we've been given, and not have to walk in bondage of the law and all those things and take and use the freedom that he's given us to love and to serve one another. And I, I just I want us to see today we must get this. We constantly are, are putting out a vision in this church. That we're going to make Jesus known. We're going to get people who's going to know him. That happens when people serve. That's no other way for that to happen. We can sit back and pray and say, God, we want to do these things. We believe you called us into these things. We believe you've anointed us to do these things. And then you know how that happens? It's when you get up and serve. Do we see this? And it's just a picture of what we see in Scripture over and over. Matthew 8, chapter, uh, Matthew chapter 8 verse 14, it says this. This is an incredible story. This is, there's a lot of beautiful things in this. But verse 14 says this. Now, when Jesus had come into Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother lying sick with a fever. All right, now, first of all, you got to understand that Peter is a man of God. He let his mother-in-law live with him. (laughs) I don't care who, I don't care who, a joker loves Jesus. He is a man of God. And so he he lets his mother-in-law live with him. She's there in the house. And so he touched her hand, and the fever left her, And look at what she does. She arose and served them. Our only response to being touched by Jesus should be service. And what I've seen, again, I have to go back to a lot of what I've seen growing up, and I think this church is not like many. Uh, I've watched people touched by Jesus. I watched kind of what we even got to see the Holy Spirit doing moments last week in here and man it was incredible and I love those moments and they're beautiful things from God when we watch the hand of God come and, and be placed upon people and they even fall out sometimes underneath the power of the Holy Spirit we watch Jesus touch people we watch people kneel in this altar and the Spirit of God touch their heart and the presence of the Holy Ghost just be poured out upon them and I've somehow I've, I've seen in past times where people with some how get up from those moments, walk out the door unchanged. And I scratch my head from that because everything I've experienced in my life and everything that I read in the Bible in no way matches that because when we see Scripture, when we watch a story like this unfold, we see in this story Jesus touched the hand of the mother-in-law and then she immediately gets up, she rises, and then she serves him. This is the only response to truly being touched by God is service. That's our only response. And if we're not, and this again, this is not to be guilt, but this is sent to be Bible because it is and I'm, I'm always, I'm going to tell you what's up. If you're not, not today to be guilty you into anything. And again, it's not about this church. It's about what God's called you to purpose to do even more so. You're outside of this place way more than you're in it. This message is not just for here. Yeah, there's areas that you need to be doing here, but it's way more than that. It's bigger than that. And we see this here. She serves them. She, she, she gets up after being touched by Jesus and begins to do something. And some people see, see these things. They, they look over this part of this story. Because what happens next in the story is awesome. I love it. The next part in verse 16, it says this. When Eden had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed. And he cast out the spirits with a word. And he healed all who were sick that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. Man, I love that. And we read that story, man. If you just read, if I ask you just to skim over that story by yourself at home, read Matthew 8, 14 through 17. Just spend some time reading that. Look at that. You know what you would read? You know what would come out to you and stand out? And it should. It should. That Jesus is healing the sick. Jesus is casting devils out of the people, man. He's doing all of these things. But you know what should stand out in our hearts today? And you know, I believe the Holy Spirit is saying to us, you know why that happened? Because somebody served him. Jesus was a man while he was here. He, he, he had to eat. Matter of fact, we see he loved to eat, man. I, I, I think he fit in great around Faith renewed, man. We juggle. We love to eat, man. You see this even after he comes back from being raised from the dead. One of the first things he's happening, he's walking out on the sea. He calls the fellows in from the boat, man. They sit down and have fish together. After he's been resurrected, still eating. I love it. And you know why he was able to? And we see it here. We watch this happen. Jesus is able to do these things and strengthen, I believe, in his natural man because somebody got up and served. And we read over passages like that. And sometimes we come in here and we don't don't see this so many times. And I, I think some of the most unsung people, heroes that should be recognized are the people who do things in this church and never get on this stage. And sometimes we'll ask, don't put me there. I don't want to be seen there. Because none of the things that happened, the things that we encountered last week, the Spirit of God is even here right now, the things that set all these things in motion, didn't just happen. Didn't just take place. You know why it happened? Because people served. That's how it happened. Because people came in and served, they set up, they worked at home. Our kids are back there being ministered to today. That don't just happen, it's taking time. And there's so many people that are willing to give and are serving in so many ways. And it's so important, we need to see it. And it's this. I'm going to say yes to you, Jesus. I think so many times we get up from moments like last week and say, man, that was awesome. And again, it's awesome. It's it's amazing. Can't explain those moments. I'm thankful Peter's mother-in-law didn't just get up and say, Dude, that was awesome. That was cool. Had this whole fever thing and was sick and not feeling good. And then he just touches me and we get up and that was awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. The next response should be this. Service. Jesus did this for us. Jesus takes a towel and wraps it around himself. He puts on skin for us. He sees us. You know why? You know what you do and how service really works? You see a need and you meet it. I love the people in church and her ministry who come to me and say, Pastor, I see a situation, I see a need, and this is what I like to do. This is how I'd like to help if it's needed. Not the ones, and again, we don't have a lot of those. Again, different place. I believe we can continually stay different because I'm going to continually tell you what we need to hear. Not what you want to hear. We should all look in our heart and purpose. Not, you know what this church needs to do, should do? No, this is what I love to see happen. This is what I have a lot to be a part of. Pastor, if you can help me, if you can use me. I'd love to be a part of that. You know what that is? That's placing a towel around your waist. And Jesus did that for us. And the third thing he does is this, and this is this is Jesus. This is his beautiful story of who he is. Jesus washed feet. Jesus washed feet. He um he he didn't just talk about it. I um I told you I've been in this thing a long time, and there's been times when I've seen um, people talk about ministry and say things about this or say this or that, but never do that. I love that Jesus follows through. Jesus does this. Jesus doesn't just set aside his, uh, you know, his, his stature, who he is, uh, all the authority. He did not just set those things aside. He doesn't just come down and put on skin. He follows through. He follows through. He does this. He washes feet. He he, he did this. He actually took the next step and moved into not just talking about something, but doing something. And again, we see this in Scripture. And I said this is a picture of the gospel. You know what this is a picture of? This is what Jesus does for us. He washes us and cleanses us from all sin. And he does this, and it is a beautiful thing that Christ does. And he says in Scripture that Jesus said this in Mark chapter 10, verse 45, For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. Something's happening in this. He doesn't just come and talk about it. You know what he does? He does this. He takes the towel, puts it around him, takes off that outer garment, puts the towel around him. Then he gets down and he begins to wash the feet. You got to understand this. You think feet are nasty today? I mean, some of y'all are like, man, I ain't no way I'm going to wash some feet. I grew up in church, we used to wash feet. We had foot washing services, and we've done it here, and I think there may be times where you may should do something like that. You know, sometimes it'll humble you. It's, a, it's a something about that. But I know people who would do this. They wouldn't come to church on foot washing day. I'm serious. Pastors used to, they, they learned, they quit announcing it. They did. They'll wait. They, and so if I put it out, man, we posted it on Twitter, Facebook. Oh, man, foot washing Sunday. About four people are going to show up. <laughs> I ain't washing nobody's feet, y'all. I, I just, that's what happens. But think about something for a moment. We have the luxuries that they have dial and, 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 and all these beautiful things that come and all these little uh, bottles of, of soaps and this and that. And we have, uh, what's those little things, little fluffy things called? lupus. Lufus. We have lufus, and, and we have all those little things today. You you gotta understand something about this. They didn't have any of that stuff. And and, and understand something today. They didn't have odor eaters. They didn't have all, they didn't have all that stuff. Listen, it was the nastiest part of that person. They didn't have all the luxuries we have, they didn't have paved roads, they didn't have uh be able to step into a car and and about the extent today of what we do was and the and the big push that is so difficult for some people to do even get to church on Sunday is because we have to take our foot and put it on a little pedal and push it a little bit. Wow. Told y'all, y'all in church, this shouldn't make y'all mad everybody's listening you know, <laughs> later. <laughs> Y'all, y'all okay? Y'all should, y'all should smile a little bit. Some of y'all sitting here, it's like I'm hurting y'all's feelings, man. You're in church, you made it, it's okay. But, but, but sometimes, I mean, seriously, us putting our foot on a pedal and pushing a little bit. These guys walked, guys rode donkeys. They did, I mean, and, and listen, you understand that these guys had nasty feet. But Jesus was showing something to us. And it is Jesus. It's who he is. He does this. He washes the dirtiest part of them. And this is what Jesus would do for us. And I believe somebody needs to hear this right now. There's some areas that you think, man, Jesus can't cleanse this. I've made this mistake. I've done this thing, or I have this past, or this has been a part of who I was, or maybe it's part of who I am right now. I want you to understand something about Jesus. Jesus came out of heaven put on skin. And he'll bend down and wash the dirtiest part of you and make you clean. And Peter at first, he first thought this was a religious, some type of ritual and, and, and he was looking at this situation. He was going, oh no, no Jesus, you're not going to touch my feet. No, no. And Jesus said, this has to happen. I have to cleanse you. And he realizes this, and this is what, this is what true service is when you understand it. It's not a religious ritual that you're doing. It's being Jesus. And I've seen people, I've, I've watched them and I've watched their life change and I've watched God come into their heart and I've watched the uh, Holy Spirit be poured into them and, 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 and they begin to come and they give and they're doing all these things. It's awesome. It's a great thing. But they never take a step into service anywhere. And something happens, they end up falling off. Something happens, they come into me and they're saying, man, I'm still miserable. What's, what's going on? What's missing? Let me tell you what's missing is this. I believe we need to take this next step. I believe service is the root of significance. And I believe it's when we do this, and we, we're never more like Jesus than when we serve. And I believe Jesus did this for us. He stepped out of heaven. We see it. Set aside his garment. Put on skin. Wrapped himself in a towel. He steps out of heaven and comes down, and he literally, in every way, washes the dirtiest part of our life. And I want you to hear Mark 10 in the Message Bible. It says it this way. What? He said, that is what the Son of Man has done. He came to serve, not to be served, and then to give away his life in exchange for many who are held hostage. The New King James says, he came to give his life as a ransom for many. I want you to understand what that word ransom means. I mean our word ransom is this. It means the price for redeeming. It's, it's, paid, it's a price that is paid for slaves. It's a price that's paid for the captives. It is uh, to liberate many from misery and the penalty of their sin. And this is what Jesus does. He doesn't just step out of and become the servant. He prays the price for the servant for each of us and me and you. And I want you to do this, I want you to stand with me, please. And worship team is going to come around. I want you to just, if you would, just take a moment, just bow your heads and just close your eyes if you would. And Again, this, this message is not about this church. This message will affect this church greatly when we apply it. This message is about our heart and our life and how we live every day. What we get up and do tomorrow. What Tuesday looks like. It's each day. So, Father, right now, speak to every heart. Let us understand today. Let us us grab hold today. and Let us realize the importance of this message and how this is a beautiful picture of what Jesus did for each of us. Speak to every heart. Speak to every heart. Verse 17 in our text says this. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. Blessed are you if you do them. <laughs> Again, Jesus gives us the answer. The blessing flows out of obedience. The blessing flows out of out of out of service to Him. And so, Father, right now I just thank you for what you're doing. Speaking the hearts. Speaking the hearts. And the first thing we have to do is this, understand that he cleanses us. He cleanses us. And if there's any that are here that, you've never allowed the the, the spirit of God, the presence of God, Jesus, to come in and just cleanse your heart. We said, we heard it in the scripture today. Jesus will cleanse all of us. This is just a picture that he can cleanse even the deepest part of our heart, the the darkest, deepest thing. Father, I thank you right now that you cleanse us. Cleanse us. Every head bowed, every eyes closed. I, I, I want to ask this question. Dave, first of all, do you need to surrender your life to Jesus? Does he need to come in and just cleanse you and from any sin? There's things that you need to give over to him. You need to say yes to him. If that's you, I just want you just right where you stand. just raise your hand. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you, Dave, if that's you. And I also want to ask this. You know this. You know he's cleansed you. You know he's touched you. You've been touched by Jesus. You've been touched by Jesus. And your heart today is is for him. And and, and you want to do this. You want to be a picture of what we see in Scripture, what Jesus did, what Peter's mother-in-law did, what what, uh, Tabitha does and Acts, what each person does when they're touched by Jesus. They serve. If this is your heart today, you say, I want to serve him. I want to serve him. So I want you to do this. Just raise your hand up to Him right now. Say, I want to serve Him. Many hands, many hands should be every hand. Even if you are in the place of service, you continually your heart should be, God. What do you want me to do? What are you saying? Thank you, Father. His hands are being raised to Him right now. Just, I, I just, I want, I want to encourage you. And this is, I had a conversation with, with my spiritual Father on Friday, and it's Pastor Harry Raymond. He's um, he was talking, and he, we were talking about this message, and I shared with him what I was going to be speaking about this week. And he said this. He, was, he said, Pastor, he said, just tell him, he said, not to wait. If you know him personally, you have a relationship, if you've ever met him, you just kind of very, very monotone in his talking. Pastor, tell him not to wait. Start doing something. This is what I want you to do today. I want you to start doing something. I thought you said this wasn't about our church, Pastor. No, I said this church, this message will affect our church. We have a ministry called Connect. We have ways to help people get connected and serve in this church, become a part of this church and what God's doing here. Again, I don't believe this. I don't believe we can hear a message like this if you're a part of a church and not do something. I know the challenge that um, me standing in this position, making a statement like that can do. We've had people walk out of our church because they say, I just want to come sit. I just want to come somewhere. I just want to sit. I don't want to do anything or whatever. I believe there's okay seasons for that, but I believe those seasons should be short. My heart is this, and I believe it's the heart of Jesus. If you've been touched by Him, servant. Servant.